It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's move on to the meat of the show here, our dynasty check-in. Uh, Zach, I tasked you with some dudes, just like last time, that you wanted to talk about. Uh, you came on last time and highlighted Marquise Brown, really took me to task on my Marquise Brown ranking. Good call by you. He's been getting incredible usage. I know he ended up getting the injury right after you hyped him up, so that was great timing by you. But still, Very fortunate. comes back. I mean, your guy comes back last week and has awesome uh, usage we talked about it with James uh, where I'm really excited about how the the Cardinals are using him uh, right now in conjunction with DeAndre Hopkins hope he continues to get that slot usage off the bye but let's jump in uh, with the first topic you brought here uh, a confidence check on Deontay Johnson and I think it is definitely time to have that discussion yeah I I think that was one that I mean we've we've both been we love Deontay Johnson I mean if you followed reception perception at any point in time you know how great of a route runner he is anybody listening knows how great of a route runner is how much we love him but man that offense has been horrible and they Mm -hmm. can't support a wide receiver i mean there was the whole crowd there was like you know pickens is gonna take over be the wide receiver one and i mean he's been just as unusable pretty much as deontay johnson he's had some games here and there with like obviously johnson's gone the entire season without a touchdown but yeah i wanted to check in with how kind of you're feeling because you're still well ahead of consensus on Deontay Johnson when it comes to dynasty rankings. I, I think that's one that I'm personally still in agreement with. I wrote an article before the season that's on the website if anybody wants to check it out. But kind of beating the drum for like, hey, it's it's going to be a bad season for these Steelers wide receivers and don't throw in the towel on them. Um, but yeah, I want to get a little confidence from you on on where you're at with that situation. Yeah, I mean, he continues to get incredible volume. Um, I'll say this about Deontay Johnson. Great route runner. Like you said, I've always highlighted that he's been an incredible separator in reception perception since his rookie year. He has got to be the worst good player ever. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, I mean, the the mistakes that dude makes and not the drop stuff. I, I He's actually not having as bad of a drop season as people make it out mm-hmm. to be. He'll never he'll never live that one. Uh, the, the 2020 season down. And he had like let no. the NFL and drops all that stuff like and most of them were like in big primetime games. I always talk about that with drops bias. Still, he'll that he'll wear that forever. But my God, like the amount of yards he loses uh, on yards after catch uh, opportunities. Someone needs to like get in his head and be like, bro, when you are in the open field, there is one way you go and it's upfield. Stop going sideways, man. I know I'm nitpicking here, but this is the type of stuff that makes the difference between like, are you an elite number one wide receiver? Are you even a number one wide receiver? Are you like a, you know, high end number two receiver? And I think like that, that might be what Deontay Johnson is. I think, I still think he's a really good player. And most of like the statistical failings are due to, both the offense uh, and, you know, just breaking in a rookie quarterback. I mean, I've talked about the offense is like my least favorite designed offense in the entire NFL, but I at least want to be fair and and balanced here and say that 
the m- amount of mistakes the dude makes in the open field are are very very frustrating. He's too shifty for himself. He he he'll shift too much. It's like he yeah. grew up watching too. Well, he didn't grow up. He played with Le'Veon Bell for just he saw him a little too much and was like, I could do that. I could <laughs> jump behind the line for eight seconds before I move anywhere. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he. I, I mean, he definitely puts it on himself a little bit, but I don't know. When I watch him play, I don't see any any different. He doesn't feel like a different receiver to me. It just feels like a Agreed. different offense. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. Um, I, I think this year, what's been really frustrating is they're so based on on like the sideline. Like they're a very sideline attack and offense. And and I talk about this all the time that a lot of their route combinations. Number one, they're very basic. They run a lot of go routes. They run um, a lot of hitches, little short comebacks, stuff like that. It's all like stuff that you would use to beat man coverage. And like not a lot of folks run man coverage in the NFL right now at this point. Most defenses are very, very zone heavy. So I think their route combinations are bad. I mean, Matt Canada, I I don't want to be super mean about this, but like Matt Canada is a dude who like kind of just kind of fell into this job, right? Like he's a failed college offensive coordinator that was the quarterback coach and then became the offensive coordinator just kind of out of happenstance because they got rid of Randy Fickner. So I think the Steelers have to look themselves in a mirror in the mirror this offseason and say like, all right, we've got Kenny Pickett. They're probably rocking and rolling with Kenny Pickett for another year. I think he's shown enough flashes, right? Like that he's not a yeah. Josh Rosen, you know, something like that. Like so, so no, the game the game on Monday was I like I thought it was pretty promising for Kenny Pickett. It was first totally. time I kind of saw some juice from him. Yeah, he's not – I don't think he's strung like a consistent great game together, but flashes in the Colts game, flashes in the Bengals game. And, you know, Kenny Pickett's not supposed to be a dude who – like he's not a top five pick. You know, he's he was like the best of a bad quarterback class. So it's okay <laughs> that he's not, you know, out there, you know, taking the games over or something like that. And this is not a I don't think this is a great situation as much as like you have George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, like and you have Pat Fryermuth, you have some talent at running back. I think the offense is set up for these players to fail. Like it makes I said this on Monday night that this offense has a wide receiver who's always open in Deontay Johnson, a wide receiver in George Pickens who makes absurd. I mean, just crazy catches and is incredibly talented. Like it should not be this hard, but it is this hard. So. Here's the deal. If Deontay Johnson and these dudes are in a different offense next year, you know, then I think that we're we can get somewhere with these guys and we can get like legit. I mean, we could get legit stuff out of Deontay Johnson. We can get legit stuff out of George Pickens, but it do, it is going to take an offensive change. It is going to take a philosophy change there for the Steelers, I think, for this to happen. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So in terms of a dynasty check, if someone offered you, uh, let's go random, okay, we're getting to the point you can guess, but if someone offered you a first round pick for Deontay Johnson, do you have enough confidence that you would hold on to that or would you would you take the wide receiver there? It's a great question. I hate when you actually make these a, uh, you know, a real, <laughs> like a, non, a non-hypothetical, uh, make this a real thing. I'll say this, right? Like, I don't know anything about this this upcoming class. You know, this is about the time of year when folks start to hit me up like, oh, you got any <laughs> breakdowns about the prospects? I'm like, my God, you do, I, no, I'm my trying God. to have. No, 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 I don't. I, I, I Talk to me in March. Talk to me in April. 
then I'm going to be all in on this draft class. But right now, no, I, d- I don't know anything about the draft class. So don't know anything about those wide receivers. Don't know anything about those running backs. Um, so it's just kind of like a, a random first round pick to me. I think I'd still take Deontay Johnson, especially if I'm just like, like I want the known asset. If it's not like a top five pick, especially like a projected top five pick in the rookie draft, I think I'd probably just roll the dice on potentially hitting a home run there. Uh, But yeah, for me, I I think if it's like a later first round pick, I'm still going to want Deontay Johnson, who's a proven good player. Like he's not about to wash out of the NFL. It's just going to take like a any. By the way, he's only tied to Pittsburgh for one more year, I think, after this, right, or or maybe two more years. But yeah, I think two, yeah, because they signed yeah. the two year extension after. But it's extension, you know, I, yeah, that's right. I agree. Any anywhere in that top, if it's a projected top five pick, I think I'd probably move on. But anything other than that, I'm probably. So I guess maybe it's a buy because I'm sure there are people that are kind of down on it and get down on the Steelers probably ready to cut bait on him a little earlier so like what what's the percentage chance that Deontay John or George Pickens is just a better wide receiver like real life and fantasy by the end of 20 because right now I, th- I think people right now might tell you he's a better wide receiver I'm not there yet but like by the end or middle of let's say middle of next season it's just a universal 100% fact George Pickens is better than Deontay Johnson what's the like percentage I, I really think it's almost a 50-50 toss-up right now. We could talk about Deontay's mistakes a lot, but Pickens has had some drops too. Like yeah. it doesn't and Onfrey doesn't get the flack for it the same way. He's too he makes up for it from the insane sideline yeah. catches, but he's he's made some boneheaded mistakes and he definitely doesn't have the same route tree developed that Deontay Johnson does. But in terms of I think measurables and top end ceiling, I think he may have a little bit that Deontay Johnson doesn't have um, just in terms of the Steelers are pretty able to draft. I mean, they're great at drafting wide receivers, but they're kind of able to get those smaller body wide receivers into great seasons. But Pickens just has that kind of like the catch radius that Deontay Johnson doesn't have. He seems to have mm-hmm. a little bit more like nose for the end zone that Johnson doesn't have. I don't think he is the best like the better wide receiver between the two of them but that may not matter in terms of just like shooting up points like 100 like he can go up over a defender the way that Deontay Johnson can't just has a little more prototypical like one build for a wide receiver so I don't I think it's probably a 50-50 shot right now if he makes as much as he's playing right now if he shows some improvement next year I think it's really it would be pretty easy for him to overtake him yeah yeah, I think he definitely is almost a little overhyped right now, based on, which is hard not to because the highs are so insane. Like, I think a little bit of highlight bias kind of has folks a little over their skis with George Pickens, who's a player I'm really, really high on. And I agree with you that I think it's like 50-50, 60-40 that he would be a better player than Deontay Johnson. Sort of kind of compare it to um, the Seahawks guys. Like, I was talking about this today that like Tyler Lockett is just as good, if not even like a better, like why is Tyler Lockett outproducing DK Metcalf in fantasy this year? It's like, Oh, because he is just as good, if not maybe even better. Like he's at least, let's put it this way. He is at least just as good of a wide receiver as DK Metcalf, but he doesn't have the same size speed traits and stuff like that. So I think this could develop into a similar situation like that, uh, but like a poor man's version. Cause I think Lockett is better than Johnson. And I mean, DK and George Pickens, like that might be a push in, in a couple of years. And I, th- I think we might be in the minority there as well, because I think I think so, too. The public consensus probably already has Pickens over Johnson, which I think is a reach. But he, he just he's got like the show stopping catches, the like excitement of a rookie and the fan base never loved Johnson as much. So I, I think we're in the minority, but I think it will. I think that's a great comparison going with the DK Lockett. We're like 
after that first year, Lockett was kind of like, all right, he's a number two wide receiver. Let's kind of like let him sit there when really he's 1A, 1B with him just as much. 